Let's ride. God damn it, it's football season. God damn, man, it's football season. Fucking right. Woo, woo, woo. Shout out to my Jacksonville Jaguars, man. One day playoff game today against Pittsburgh when nobody said they had a fucking shot. After wiping Pittsburgh off the field earlier this year, I don't understand why people didn't think that the Jags would be geared up for this game, but they proved a lot of people wrong. But I ain't going to talk about them right now. I'm going to get back to that. I'm going to get back to that, I promise. I may touch on it a little bit, but I'm going to get back to that. We got a whole bunch of bullshit to talk about. I got a whole bunch of bullshit to talk about, and y'all got a whole bunch of bullshit to listen to. So let me try to ease into this shit slowly to make sure I don't miss shit. Because last time I fucked around and missed what I thought was like a big uh, internet story, at least this week or last week. First and foremost, though, I'm going to get the small shit out the way. You know, I'm going to get rid of the bullshit. So apparently North Korea is actually going to participate in the Olympics in South Korea. Cool. Okay. Nobody gives a fuck about that. Moving on. I'm going to talk to you guys for a little bit about this, uh, this internet guy. I think he's a Vine guy. A YouTuber, as I've heard them called. He's either, his name's either Logan Paul or Paul Logan. And I completely meant to... I meant to talk about this shit last week, but I completely forgot because I'm retarded. I don't know, but I forgot to talk about it when I should have. And why the fuck are all these police over here? This is making me nervous. There's a whole a lot of lights over here by the freeway. They have shit shut the fuck down. There's like at least six, excuse me, seven cop cars over here. And I don't know if I should be over here. Cause I seen one of these little motherfuckers flying early, but I didn't know where he was going. But they got the whole joint shut down. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm gonna mind my business. Maybe it's another pretend spaceship flying over here, and I'm gonna drive up to where I'm in some light, so I can see what I'm doing a little bit better. But yeah, the uh, Logan Paul cat. He was in the, uh, I guess, the Japanese suicide force. The one they made the movie about, where I guess the girl went to look for her sister or whatever. So he was there in Japan. And he saw a, a body hanging. I guess the, the person that hung themselves recently. I don't know if it was real or fake. You know how it is for YouTube. I don't know if it was real or fake, but there was a body hanging in the forest. It's the suicide forest, so, you know, go figure. Body hanging in the suicide forest. I don't know why they were so shocked other than if they're like me and didn't think it was real, thought it was a myth. And I don't know if he staged it for YouTube or whatever, but he went in there and that's what appears he saw. And he put the shit out because he's a person that creates content. So what did he do? Of course, he took it straight to the Internet and uploaded it to his YouTube page. And then he caught all types of bullshit. He called hell for that. People were killing him on Twitter, on Facebook. Wherever you could be killed on the internet, they were talking shit about him, bro. Like, oh, that's fucked up. 
yada, yada, this, that, and the third. Yeah, that's true. And he was dead wrong for that shit. But the more important video came out like a week or so later after that I already realized I fucked up and didn't talk about it. And luckily I didn't because the more important video was the way he was acting all over Japan. People were, you know, in a, in a tizzy, I'll say, about his reaction to the body and him actually filming it and shit. But nobody really said anything about how he was acting in Japan. And I don't remember everything that he did in there, but he was doing disrespectful shit. Like running around with a fish, dressed as a Pokemon, or as I guess one of the, the Poke people, throwing Pokeballs at people and shit in Japan. Recording people without asking them and shit. Just the look on people's faces lets you know that like they were pissed off. Like... This is the stupid American bullshit they talk about. People come over there being loud and just acting crazy. And I get that you're doing this to create content for your YouTube channel and shit. But you went over there to experience culture. And cultures are different. That doesn't mean because you're an American, you got the right to be an asshole. There's a few other people that could take that lesson. But I'm not going to get to that <laughs> just this yet. I really, I didn't understand why that video wasn't as popular as the other. Because people will get mad about you disrespecting the issue more than they will get mad about you disrespecting actual people. That I just seemed, I feel like I've picked that up in my in my life. Like you, if you disrespect the issue like suicide awareness like he did, or maybe if you disrespect like the Me Too movement or some shit, people will get more mad at you about you disrespecting the actual movement than they get mad about you disrespecting the actual culture. And for somebody with such a huge following to make such a mistake to me, is ridiculous. I don't know how he didn't see that in a culture where people are, are more conscious about what's being done to other people or as how, let's say how the right will put it, people are more sensitive to what's being done to other people. I don't know how he didn't think that would get him in some hot water. I, I guess that maybe that's an American privilege, I guess. I won't, I won't call it the other word, but I'll say maybe it's his American privilege. He thought he could just go somewhere and act a certain type of way because he feels like he's a, a real celebrity, which he, I, I guess he is. He's enough of a celebrity for me to talk about him, I guess. I, I, I'll call him a YouTube personality. He's enough of an internet personality for him to be newsworthy, but that wasn't it. The, the shit they were talking about, him being in the fucking forest and showing the body and appearing to be shocked whether he was joking or not, to me that's not, that's not a, as big a deal as him going over there representing our country and just blatantly disrespecting people, and then going back, looking at that footage, chopping it up, doing all the editing, and still putting that out. That lets me know that there was a huge lapse in maturity there, and there was nobody in the room with him to check him. Nobody else thought that anything he did was wrong. Nobody. There wasn't like a clear head in the room, because to me, that means you fucked up twice. One with the suicide video, and then two, with all the bullshit antics that you guys recorded, edited, and then processed when he was just in Japan. So I say he get, he's getting everything he deserves right now. You get that, that Logan, that Ellis is super duper capital right now because YouTube's blocking your videos. So now your one stream of income doesn't even want to have anything to do with you. And I hope you have something else to fall back on because if that's all you had, it's going to take you a while to bounce back. That's if they let you back. Hopefully he gets his shit together. But, I, I mean, nah, fuck it. I really don't care. It was an asshole move. I hope other people learn from that. Like, I know it's the internet and people tend to do whatever fuck they want. 
but there are consequences for some of the things you do. We all have to face them. Like I could potentially get myself in trouble by saying something on the internet and putting it on the podcast. It's just something I have to deal with. Am I willing to risk? Am, am I willing to risk having problems by speaking my mind? So I have to be careful. Like I don't give y'all a hundred percent. Trust me. If I could give y'all a hundred percent, shit might be way better. But I can't give y'all a hundred percent because I have to be responsible to myself, to my family, and I have to continue collecting the paycheck that I collect today in order to support my family. So I, I check myself a little bit. It's a little bit of an ego check. Like, who am I to say these things? I'm me, goddammit. I'm who the fuck I'm is. And this is no playing this ride. And I'm blackout. It's my podcast. I make it. I say what the fuck I want to an extent. What else happened that isn't of importance? The H&M bullshit. I, uh... I feel a real certain type of way about this. I got a, I got a homie who does a podcast, and they were talking about it, and they disagreed. Well, one of the people on there disagreed about you know about people being mad about it or people being in an uproar about it. And I'm one of the people that he disagreed with because when I saw that shit, I was fucking furious. I don't know how, as an international company, with businesses with stores everywhere and employees from everywhere. I don't know who running that ad campaign didn't didn't notice that, didn't catch that. How did that go unchecked? How did nobody fucking see that? And if it's the UK line, so fucking what? There's black people over there. It's not like that that they don't have black people over there in the UK. That was that's ridiculous that that made it off and that they had to they had to be called out by the rest of the world in order to fix their fuck up. That should have never left the editing room. He should have never had that sweatshirt on. Never. What my boy was saying was that uh, maybe it's not the same over there as how we how we view things. And I tried to hit him up and let him know, like, no, it is the same. That man, that little black boy wearing a, a sweatshirt saying coolest monkey in the jungle, to me was a blatant sign of disrespect for black people all over the world. It's not, it's not like it's an unknown joke that they call black people monkeys and shit because they, you know, they, they used to equate us to that back in the day. Maybe that's a fear of our strength and, you know, athletic prowess as a way to dehumanize us and separate us from everybody else to make us feel like less than. You know, that it's a tactic that's been, it's a tactic that's been used all over the world. And I remember a few years back watching uh, Real Sports with Brian Gumble, and they had one of the uh, black soccer players on, the, on there and he was talking about how when he would play soccer matches, when he was playing against, he'd go to certain teams, I mean, to certain clubs. I think, I don't know if it was in Russia, maybe once in the U.K., and maybe somewhere else where when he's on the field and he's playing a game he loves and giving his all and trying to help his team win, you got a like, whole crowd of people making monkey noises and shit and throwing fucking bananas on the, on the field. So to, to me, it's nothing spontaneous. You have to plan to bring bananas to a fucking soccer game to throw on the field. So that that reference is definitely alive and well over in the UK or in Europe or wherever the fuck. So that shit was completely out of line and inappropriate. And I hope whoever was responsible for that shit loses their job. And I hope whoever in charge of that person loses their job too. Because on a project that big, on an ad campaign that big, you should have oversight. You just completely disrespected a whole segment of people that work for you and, and the segment of people who shop for your clothing. 
So no more H&M for me in my household. I can't do it. I cannot fuck with them after that. I'll give them some time to get their shit together, see what the real repercussions are, but it's not nothing I can do right now. I mean, the only power we really got in the situation is, is to take those dollars that we were giving them back. Not the bullshit I saw with these kids going into the store and wrecking the store. That's not what you want to do because that's not going to do anything but reinforce negative fucking stereotypes. People, we have to be more careful. When you get angry with some shit, do what's going to hurt people the most. It's not always violence. A lot of it is taking your money away. You don't want them to be successful. Give them terrible reviews. And stop shopping there. Because we all know, once you hit a motherfucker in his pocket, he has to, uh, they, you got to readjust. Because no company likes to lose money. Everybody's responsible to somebody. And nobody wants to be the reason that a company's losing money because that company is not going to continue to lose money. That company will, in turn, lose that individual. So let, let's just do it that way. Let's not go tear up fucking stores and do crazy shit like that. Let's, let's be smart about this and keep our money and try to spend our money with a black business and black-owned stores on black-owned products. Elevate one of the companies from somebody who looks like us. There's nothing wrong with supporting your own. Shit, white people have been doing it for years. Jewish people have been doing it for years. Mexicans, Asians, other ethnicities have done it for years. It's about time that we start supporting our own people and finding ways to fund black infrastructure. It doesn't mean we want to completely separate ourselves from somebody else. But at the same time, as much of a consumer-based people as we seem to be, we need to be on the other side of that. Put that coin back into the neighborhood. Do it the right way. We got to find ways to push the, the thought of financial literacy to the black community because we need it. We still lining up for Jordans. You got to start thinking like me. I won't buy, personally, I refuse to buy another pair of expensive shoes like that unless I bought a share of stock in the company first. That's my new way of thinking. It's like I can either go buy a pair of Jordans or I could buy a stock in Nike. Which one is going to bear me the most fruit? Because I can get a pair of Chucks for $40, $50 and not spend 100 and some change. But if I'm going to spend 100 and some change, why not put that shit on stock? That should be the new trend. You know, you got all types of ways to make money now. Crypto, shit, just personal person lending, fucking saving, precious metals, things like that. We need to focus on other shit. So when a company fucks up, make that your golden opportunity say, you know what, those few dollars I was giving H&M every month or so, every quarter or so, every other week, depending on how often you shop there, for you and your family, take that money, save it, invest it for yourself, or at least try to invest it in the black businesses, in the black business, or in a business that you agree with their business practices. And hopefully that makes sense to people. But, you know, for now, fuck H&M. We'll see how they react, and if they react appropriately, then maybe. But we still need to look at supporting black businesses to help us get equal footing in this land where apparently people feel like we come from shithole countries. Now, part of me didn't want to touch on this subject, but I feel like it's only right. Now, I'm not going to say who made this comment, but there is a very high political figure that has apparently, well, I would say it's been confirmed that this person or this entity or this group 
whatever you want to call it, has referred to African countries, Haiti, and now Salvador as shithole countries. And I think it takes a real shithole with a shithole mouth to say such an assholeless thing. At the in the office that this person holds, you can feel however you want. I get it. Human beings have emotions. Human beings perceive things different. We take in information different. We have our own set of standards. Do you know that's usually comes with our own environment that we were brought up in, but to be in the spot that big and demean whole groups of people is ridiculous. You probably couldn't tell a Mexican from an El Salvadorian. You probably couldn't tell a Haitian from a Jamaican. You probably couldn't tell different people from different African countries apart. So who are you to call some a whole group of people shitholers? Not to mention the fact that you were allegedly known for hiring a bunch of immigrants. That's the irony in the situation. That's the shit that makes me mad. The shit that irritates me about certain types of people when they get elevated into these positions. And how common decency gets thrown out the window in order to support a fucked up agenda. When I first found out about the bullshit, whatever you want to call it, I had been at work, had a long day. I had been thoroughly entertained by group chat shit all day long. I wasn't really in a bad mood. But I walked in the house, and my old lady's watching this shit. I'm like, what? what is this? I'm like, what? what did, did a dummy say something else? What dummy said what? And I kind of had a feeling who it was. I was like, was it dummy dummy? She was kind of like, yeah. So I look, and I see, and I'm like, how? And I was halfway mad at myself for, like, even being surprised because it's not nothing I think is outside the realm of possibility. Especially dealing with that individual, that that's what you do. That's what I've known you to do. I should have expected this. I expect it in your private life. But I don't expect it while you're having a bipartisan meeting. Like it's not going to get out. You aren't smart enough to figure out that everything you say will be used against you in the court of internet, my nigga. Like they waiting for you to say something. You have pissed off the decent journalistic population in my opinion as you can't be a halfway decent American if you can't see this is fucked up that's what I don't get and I see on Twitter I see all this MAGA make America great again bullshit and all these little fuck faces and fucktards got these American flags next to their name but the very fabric of what it is to be American is to come from somewhere else to come here to succeed is that not what the Statue of Liberty stands for? Maybe not if you're brown or black or yellow. Let's keep it real. Norway's fine. Immigrants from Europe are fine. Asia? Mm-mm. Africa? Mm-mm. Middle East? Mm-mm. Central America? Mm-mm. The Caribbean? No. They don't want that. Nobody wants that. Everybody's so wrapped up in being these super patriotic Americans that they're forgetting what we're founded on. Of accepting people from fucked up circumstances and helping them build themselves up in our great nation. That's what makes us great. 
diversity. And as a person who's actually left this country and been overseas, in my opinion, a lack of diversity fucking sucks. I don't want to see everybody look the fucking same. That's how you get situations like in the Middle East. There's no outside influence. So when people disagree, they don't know how to handle that shit. You got people from different backgrounds and they get into these conflicts for thousands of fucking years because it's always been one or two ways. And whichever way is in power is in power until the other side can get in power and then they go to fucking war. But in the, in the States, if you're lucky, you grow up in a melting pot. You grow up around everybody. So you come up dealing with people from different backgrounds and different experiences and getting to know people. You get to hone your skills, whether it's you learning how to adjust to somebody else's culture or you get into an argument with that individual and you walk away from that learning something. But the key is you learn. You learn how to live with people from different backgrounds. And everybody that's going to come around that's different isn't going to come with a fucking silver spoon in their mouth. They aren't going to come having everything. Some people are going to come from the struggle. And a lot of those people that come from the struggle end up coming up to the States and making it. And a lot of people coming from out from these other countries are coming with degrees anyway. Go check the numbers. But if they are coming out of a fucked up situation, let's be who we say we are. Let's, if we're going to be the world police, that don't mean we just get, we get to just go fuck up other countries and leave. Let's help these people out. I mean, shit, Haiti's been paying for They've been paying for a long time for rebelling. How long has Haiti got to suffer? People talk about the leadership for Haiti not being shit. Help them out. Isn't that not in the fabric of the Americans to help out their fellow man? We're supposed to be a Christian nation, right? Right? That's what everybody says. America's a Christian nation. Okay. Well, it's more about than handing out Bibles and shit. Go fucking help somebody. If those are really the principles we stand on, Help them with their infrastructure. Because the minute another country wants to do it, then you're going to be on their ass. So we can say shit about Haiti and El Salvador and even fucking Cuba. But to say, say the Russians took an interest. She's like, you know what? We're going to help Haiti out. We're going to help out El Salvador. We're not going to refer, refer to them as shithole countries. We're going to help them out. Then I bet the reaction will be completely fucking different. Then it'll be you're getting too close. Because if you think about it, these countries are strategic, strategically located to the U.S. We need these countries to be on our side so that no other superpower can get in there. So that no other superpower can go there and have a base there. It's bigger than just somebody you not like or somebody. It's geography. But the way you make that, the way you keep the ability to have your will with those countries is to make sure they don't elevate to the point where they can tell you no fuck off. Let's think about this for a second. Africa is referred to, the continent referred to as having shithole countries. What if Africa was united? How strong would Africa be with all those natural resources that they export, right? But what's the cut that Africa's getting? The amount of money they're getting for those resources is fucked, right? So does it or does it not make sense to destabilize African nations so that other more powerful countries can get in there and rape, and rape the motherfucking resources? I'm going to say that again. Does it or does it not make sense 
to go into the continent of Africa and destabilize the countries in Africa and rape them of their natural resources so that they don't get the fair amount of compensation that they're due for all their goods that they have there naturally. Because Africa's being exploited by a fuck ton of countries right now because they're not unified. Now, if Africa ever gets unified and starts charging what they should charge for those fucking resources, then there's going to be a big change. And that's why Gaddafi had to go because that's what the fuck Gaddafi was going to do. And people have an image of Africa like it's just all shit old. You should really go on it. Since everybody's so internet savvy, you should really go on the internet and just do an images search for some of these cities in Africa. And you'll be surprised how close they look to cities in the U.S. When I was in Turkey, I found out the same way. I was in Turkey expecting something and got completely and got something completely different. I, I walked up into a neighborhood that looked like a neighborhood in Southern California. And I was in fucking Turkey. And it's the same thing in Africa. It's not all fucking wilderness land like they show you on TV with, with gazelles, cheetahs, and lions and shit. It's not all, it's not all that. They're huge reserves, but they're cities in Africa. And while it may not be to the American standards, they're civilized over there. There are tribal conflicts. It is not perfect by any means. But it is not what we see on TV. People walk around with, with barely any fucking clothes on. Do those parts of Africa exist? Yes, some people, some people still choose to live their lifestyle. But it is also developed as well. And Africa's starting to wake up to the bullshit that's going on and how they're being played. Because they're having conferences and shit. There's going to be somebody to take Gaddafi's spot. And if they unite in Africa and start charging people gold dinar for all the goods and services that they provide, the rest of the world is probably going to be fucked. So that's why it makes sense to destabilize Africa. I'm just saying, what if, while we keep referring to these countries as shitholders, what if another country decides to go in and help them out? It's not like other countries aren't aware of what's being said. They have the internet for the most part. They, they know what's being said. There are people from these countries in the states working in politics, entertainment, sports, education, the fucking medical field. I would guess that the same people that consider Haiti and El Salvador African countries, shithole countries, probably consider India shithole countries, a shithole country too. How many African and Indian doctors have you seen around the world? Especially in the fucking states. Let's not get it fucked up. This is not the only destination for people trying to leave their country. They can go and they do go to other countries. But while you talk shit about the people from those countries that are less fortunate, what you're going to do is alienate the people from those countries that have degrees that could come out and help ours. You've got to be careful what you say. When you, when you generalize a whole group of people, it's the fucking dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. But they'll still be on there on Twitter. Oh, XYZ person is blunt and straightforward, straight shooter. Let Barack Obama's black ass would have said that same shit about any European country. They would have been trying to fucking impeach Obama right now. And I wonder, I sit back and wonder, man, what is old Barry up to? <laughs> when, he's, when he's watching the news... And just and scrolling through his Twitter feed, I wonder, is, is, it, is he smiling? Is he crying? Is he shaking his head in disbelief? Or is he just like, hmm, hmm.
after all they all the shit they talked about this man, the vacations, him going golfing and all this shit. There's somebody who's been playing a hell of a lot more golf, a whole hell of a lot more golf, taking a lot of vacation days and had a whole lot of bullshit happen. So I just I wonder what this guy's thinking after spending eight years in the White House and just being berated over little shit. Because I'm going to tell you, they say it's policy, and I'm going to say that shit may be 5% policy, 95% race. And I'm telling you that as a black man who's seen how people react when there's a black person just in charge of shit. The amount of pushback they get because somebody thinks that they made a decision that wasn't the intelligent one. I'm telling you, I've seen this in my own life. Black men and black women constantly and consistently question about their ability to lead by white people. It is crazy. And if you look at it all throughout my life, you see people in supervisory positions, almost always a white male. That's what you grow up seeing. It gets programmed to the point that you're black and you see somebody in charge of something. You're like, oh, okay, it's a black dude. But the thing that gets me is that why am I surprised? Why are we... We're just as capable of doing the fucking job, but because you're not used to seeing it, when you do see it, it's like, oh, it's a surprise. That's the crazy shit. And that's the whole thing with me with the Obama situation, how everything he did was questioned, checked. Oh, he's he's saying this. No, he wants this. He's a Muslim. What the fuck would that have to do with his ability to lead? Like he doesn't know the law. He's a fucking lawyer. He taught at Harvard Law. Come on, man. He's a fucking senator. Come on, man. You got to do better than that. Another inexperienced fuck can get in the job and fuck up the whole year, pass one, sh- pass a few things with a lopsided House, a lopsided Congress and Senate, re- reverse some shit, and he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I don't get it. And to think the amount of damage control that has to be done on a daily basis because this individual can't control his mouth and or Twitter fingers is ridiculous. Like, I can't understand I can't understand these people, I guess, because I'm, I'm cut from a different cloth. There's something in my DNA that's different. There's something in my character that's different that can't let me accept shit like that. And with the, the thing that happened recently with people being referred to or whole nations being referred to as shitholes, that really clicks something in my brain. It's like I can't continue to communicate with certain types of people on a personal level. Like if I know you feel that way. You don't know where my ancestors come from. How do you know I'm not Haitian? How do you know, like, I'm black. My roots are obviously rooted in an African country. So when somebody says that, it's like, if you say that about in a meeting, a bipartisan meeting, where you know people don't fucking like you, how do you feel about me on an everyday basis when you see me in the street? Because in my work clothes, like I said it before, my work clothes, I'm I'm an upstanding citizen of the United States of America. When I, but when I got on my relaxed clothes, I got on my hoodie, I'm just another nigga in the street. I live it every day. And when I look at how people react to me, I could say I could be at work or wherever with my work clothes, speaking pro-black, like black people have been fucked over and yada yada situation. This and the third. Okay. People are looking at me like, man, this guy has some sense. He's not trying to be, he's not trying to instigate. He's just getting his point of view across. He's a decent guy. Let me do the same shit in the hoodie and <laughs> some Jordans. I'm just a nigga that wants to overthrow the government. I'm ungrateful. I've been given everything in this country. I get everything because I'm black. It's just the flip side of shit. That's crazy. I, I just don't get it, and I'm, I don't think I'm supposed to get it. I don't know how these people sleep at night.
standing next to people who do things like this and accepting it and then try to push that agenda onto other people via the media. And I'm talking about Fox News. All the anchors, Tommy Lauren, I don't know what the fuck her job is. She's a, I guess, a political, what's the word she used? Uh, fuck, I forgot the word she used. Shit. Anyway, <laughs> she trash. She's political trash. I'll say that. And fucking your mom if you don't like it. I really don't like that woman. So fuck you, your mother, and everybody who helped make you. That's just how I feel. And anybody from the Bill O'Reilly's to the Tucker Carlson's to the fucking Hannity's to uh, Laura Ingram. Fuck all them. Fuck their families. Fuck everybody who helped make them. And fuck everybody who supports them. If you don't like it, oh well. That's just how I feel. You can say the same thing about me. <laughs> and still, fuck your mama. That's just how I feel. It's that deep that the things they say on their network piss me off. And I guess I'm a glutton for punishment because anytime something happens adversely to anybody on the right, I don't like to run to just look at CNN and see what they're saying. The first thing I do is, oh, some bullshit happened? Let me jump over and look at Fox News to see what they're talking about to see if they'll even address this shit. And I got to see that. The, it's just a Fox News show called The Five. I caught a clip of it where the, the guy, the, the younger guy on the show, the fuck target with the stupid hair, he was saying, oh, he's blunt or whatever. And uh, I think the guy next to him, he's either black or Hispanic or a combination of both, how he just sat there. I'm like, you really going to sit here and just let people talk like that? You really going to sit like there and let people talk like that? He said a little something, but he didn't say enough, goddammit. At that point, he should have got the fuck up and walked off the set. At that point, brother, you got to know your worth. You can work at a different news station. You have enough time in the game where you can get up and walk away from bullshit like that. You conservative man of color? Cool. Okay. Everybody has their choice to make in this life. You can make it. You have made it. You're an older guy. I'm pretty sure your retirement situation is gravy. You could have got up and walked away. You definitely should have checked him. But you should not have sat there looking like fucking Uncle Tom, boo-boo the fool like you did. That was a fucking disgrace. But I'm off of this now. What else, what else I got to talk to you guys about? What else? I said I was going to get into sports. I'm going to hold off on that for a second. Oh, yeah, there was a cop killed in Colorado. Cop got killed in Colorado by a crazy guy with a gun. Y'all ready for gun control yet? Are y'all ready? Is it about time? Still no? Y'all not ready for gun control? I will say about this case, that body cam footage came out quick as fuck. That, that, that cop got shot, that body cam footage was out quick. I guess when it's one of your own, it makes a difference, though. What else happened? Oh, Oprah made the thick-ass, gigantic-ass speech, and now people want her to run for president, but she's like, nah, I'm cool. I'm chilling. I don't want to do that. Would it be cool? Would it be great? Would I probably vote for Oprah? Yeah. I mean, because the alternative is, <laughs> come on, let's be real. Celebrity versus celebrity. Level-headedness. You got a guy referred to African countries and Haiti and El Salvador as shithole places versus a black woman who built a school in South Africa. Who gets my vote? Come on now. Do I feel like she would win, though? I don't know. She has no experience in politics, but apparently we know that doesn't matter. Her ability to unite would be unique. I would like to see, if she did run, 
it will be interesting to see what white women do, how white women will react. That would be interesting to see because she's usually been favorable with every with women everywhere. So I would want to see the white female reaction to Oprah running for president. I think it would be an overwhelmingly positive reaction, but who knows. But I definitely think she could win. What else? There's a people complaining about a Starbucks being built in Yosemite National Park. I guess people don't like coffee in the woods. No, no, I, I have no clue why people are so upset. And I, I will say this. It's funny how certain segments of society get pissed off about certain issues and completely ignore other ones. Like, and I, I understand, like, I'm pretty sure I get mad about some shit and don't care about a thing. It's human. But, but this is weird because you have Starbucks trying to build a store in Yosemite and everybody's in uproar about it, about, you know, the, I guess it's fucking with the natural state of things and they don't want trash and Starbucks cups everywhere. A lot of people aren't talking about how Mark Zuckerberg, the owner of Facebook, got this gigantic plot of land out in Hawaii and people, you know, the people were like, hey, this is like ancestral land. They want, they don't want you to buy the land and just have your house on it. We can't even come to land that's tied to us from blood, DNA. Nobody gives a shit. Ain't that weird? Hmm. Think about the demographics of people on this and how that works out. I know it's private property, one's for, but you know, hey, just, just think about it. People aren't nowhere near as mad as about that as Hawaii. Just if you think about Hawaii as a whole and how the locals feel about people living there, you worried about one Starbucks in Yosemite National Park? Hawaii has been all but invaded. And it's nice. I've been there. It's great. I enjoyed it. But when you hear the other side of it, it's fucked up, man. Hawaii got ghettos and shit, too. I seen the motherfucker smoke meth on the city bus over there. Shit is real. <laughs> Hawaii is crazy. All right, what else? Somebody, it's getting, because this is getting long. I'm trying to wind this down. Oh, yeah, music. So if you guys have never heard of this guy, you've probably heard of him, but don't know who he is. There's an older guy named Charles Bradley. I first heard his name when Big Crit did an interview. I don't know if it was the one he did on the um, Everyday Struggle shit with Joe Buttons or if it's one he did with Sway or whoever, but Big Crit sampled his music, and Charles Bradley makes that old, it's like, it's like soul music from like the 60s and shit, the, the things our parents grew up on. But he was making his music back in like 2013, 2015. And it, like you hear the music and you're like, there's no way that this can be made anywhere near the 2000s. But indeed it is. There's a song called Grant Green out right now. And if you ever see, I think it's that Google phone commercial where it has the guy singing in the band in the background. That song is a... Uh, Charles Bradley, and I forgot the name of the band, but that's a dope song, and you've probably heard it a thousand times and don't know that this song, by uh, it was sung recently by a guy who actually, he recently he passed away not too long ago. I'm not quite sure on, the, sure on the year, but it wasn't that long ago that he passed away, and now all his music's getting out there. So his music should be everywhere, because my thing is, if it's on title, it's everywhere, and it's being used for this commercial. And he's worked with at least one or two bands, he has a song called I'm Going Through Changes. If you've ever seen the show, it's a show called Big Mouth or Shut Up Big Mouth. It's on Netflix. If you've ever seen that show, 
his song is the title track for that show. And he has another song out, but he yeah, he makes some dope music. So once again, the guy's name is Charles Bradley. I know it's on YouTube, so if it's on and it's on title, so I'm pretty sure it's on Spotify and iTunes and Google Play. I'm pretty sure it's everywhere else. But yo, check him out. If you into that old soul music shit, man, it's high quality music. I wouldn't put it out there if it's not. But it ain't no rap. It ain't no bippity boppity flippity flop. It's some, it's some real music that you can listen to with your parents, man. So, Charles Bradley, check him out. And that's about it. Oh, sports. Bama pulled that uh, national championship out they ass. Big shout out to Jalen Hurts for uh, being a man. He got pulled before half. And he supported the freshman quarterback who may have his job next year. But that dude, the Hawaiian dude with all them damn vowel sounds in his name came out there and balled the fuck out. Like, I was like, why did they switch the quarterback? I don't think they ever let Hurst get into a rhythm. Or Hurts, 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 Hurts. I don't think he ever got into a rhythm. They kept running the ball to the outside edge, and George was way too fast for that. I feel like if they had ran the ball up the middle, that may have created some lanes for him to get into the groove doing play-action pass. And maybe hitting people with short shots, and then then he could have they could have brought in the QB option, but they didn't do that. They uh, struggled the whole game. It, I mean, they scored points, but they were behind for a while initially, and then they came back and won it in um in overtime. The freshman threw that bomb downfield. But I the, the thing about the game, I was dying laughing watching this game. But you have a kicker from Georgia who has super powered glasses making field goals from 50 yards out. And you got this fucking guy from Alabama who's missing kicks from 30 yards out. I don't even know if this guy is still fucking alive. And I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have been able to survive a day after that in Tuscaloosa had they not won that game. But that has to fucking suck. You're this big, big-time kicker at Alabama. You know, you're going against Georgia, who hasn't been like a big name in the SEC. And then they... They come out with this kicker who looks like a fucking super nerd. Comes out here crushing it, knocking out these field goals from from like 50 yards plus, and you can't kick a fucking 30-yard field goal. This guy had two opportunities to end the game, and he blew it. And he missed a kick earlier. That would have had them. They would have never even went all the time overtime had he made the first kick, and <laughs> he missed it again. Yeah, if I'm that guy, like, I don't want to be seen. Luckily, I forget, lucky for him, I forgot his name because I put it out there. But anyway, Alabama, good on you. Jacksonville Jaguars, good on you winning both of these playoffs games. By the way, fuck the Bills for life. I don't like what they did to my city when they lost that. Big Ben put the Steelers on his back today. We always talk about, you know, the Killer Bees, Le'Veon Bell, and um, Antonio Brown with Big Ben. But Big Ben put them boys on his back today. To make those throws on, on fourth down, big plays, god damn. Now, Big Ben ain't going into the Hall of Fame. Something's wrong. Should he, should he even be playing? I don't know. He's a two-time accused of sexual assault. I'm surprised his name has not been brought up in the Me Too movement. But, hey, I'm, I'm just saying, if you're going to get one, get them all. But Big Ben, um, he balled out today, but they came up short because they was playing my Jacksonville Jaguars, and they bust their ass. You had him down early, and we probably would have had him down by more if it not had not been for some lucky plays that Pittsburgh made. But they made, it made for a great game. And, you know, who better to beat than um, Pittsburgh if you want to move on? 
We put the whole AFC North in a body bag. We beat, we swept them this year. We fucked Baltimore up. We beat Cincinnati. We, of course, we beat Cleveland. We beat Pittsburgh twice. So we effectively own that fucking division this year. That's right, punk-ass Ravens fans. I'm talking to y'all, too. Bam! And I haven't been paying attention to basketball this week because eh, like LeBron stepped out when he was trying to make a game-winning shot. It's okay. He'll bounce back. They'll probably be in the finals again this year. Is that it? That might be it. Let me check my cellular device and see what else I got for y'all. I think that's about it, man. Don't call places shithole countries, man. Especially if you don't know a fucking thing about that country. That's just, that's stupid, immature, and at least have the intelligence to not do it in public around your enemies. Come on, man. Loose duck lips sink ships. And that's all I got for y'all, man. Uh, Again, Charles Bradley, check out his music. He's good. He's dope. So y'all know the drill, man. No playing this ride. Blackout, the guy talking. Get at me, man. No playing this ride at gmail.com, all lowercase. No play in this ride on Twitter at capital N, lowercase o, capital P, L A Y. Capital N, lowercase o, capital P, L A Y. No play 247 at Twitter. I didn't fuck it up this time. Hit, like I always say, hit me up. Give me some feedback. Let me know if I missed the topic. I'll talk about it next week. I ain't, I ain't too much of a man to admit I fucked up. Fellas, don't watch them out between us with your, with your old lady. It's a trap. Don't watch that fucking movie. If she goes to the box, you say, nope. Go play video games or some shit. But yeah, uh, Charles Bradley, Oprah's not running for president. North Korea's back in the Olympics. Nobody gives a shit. What else, man? Obama, we, we need you. Come do something. <laughs> we, we out here fucked up right now, man. It's crazy. Gun control. Gun control. We got to do something about people getting shot and killed. One time for capping it, just to make some of y'all mad. But, yeah, no playing this ride. No playing this ride. No playing this ride. No play 247 at Twitter. Hit me up. I love y'all. Thank you for listening. And I'll end on this. If you have a talent, if you know somebody has a talent, hey, man, push them to execute. Tell them to go out there and do that shit. Especially for something like music, anything artistic, man, somebody's going to like that shit. If you put it out and give people the opportunity to even know it exists, somebody's going to fuck with it. And I'm going to tell you how I know this. I'm an idiot. I do a podcast from a fucking car with equipment I spent less than $150 on, right? I do it sitting in my vehicle, either driving or parked somewhere. I do it in my car, bro. And I've been doing this since October. It's mid, it's early January. And this podcast, through all the different episodes, has been downloaded over 800 times. But I don't give a fuck if people subscribe and just let it download. Oh, well. To me, it counts. That means I did something to get them to subscribe. I've got 11 reviews on iTunes, all five stars. I made somebody happy. I networked some kind, of, some kind of way and got somebody to review my shit. I got this app called Buffer, and I go on Buffer, and I set up what times I wanted to post my podcast on Twitter so people see it. I set it up automatically, and then I just reboot it the next day. Somehow, somewhere, somebody's getting this shit. And if you do music, you could do the same thing. Because I'm not doing this for money. I'm just doing it because I want But If you want to do music and get your shit out there, put your shit out there. 
Somebody's going to listen to it. Invest in yourself. Imagine if I was getting paid for this. I'd be going way harder, but I got 800 downloads on a pod, on like 15 episodes of a podcast, 14, 15 episodes of a podcast. Imagine if you put an EP out with four good songs or an album out with six good songs and, you know, four okay songs. Put your shit out there. Stop fucking waiting. Put your shit out there and see what it does, man. And if it's dope, and I get a hold of it, I'm going to put it out there too, man. Send it to me. No play 247 at Twitter. No playing this right at gmail.com. If you know me personally, inbox me in my Facebook shit, man. Go get the money. Or go put your art out there, even more important. If you got art you want to, go put it out there, man. Give people a chance to enjoy it. Because I may not think, I may think you ain't shit, but somebody's going to like it. And if you listen to this, and you like what I'm saying, you probably ain't shit anyway. Peace.